Global banking collapse continues. Even since yesterday, more banks are in trouble. A bank that was founded in 1856 has just gone into potential uh, bank run, potential collapse. It's Credit Suisse. Its shares fell 24% overnight and it's looking to borrow 50 billion, not 20, 50 billion from its central bank. So Asian markets have dropped. Um, some US um, banks, the shares in them have dropped significantly. Now, do you know what causes a bank run? Do you know what causes a dramatic drop in the shares of banks? Because I think there's one overarching thing. Fear. Fear causes bank runs. If you fear you may lose your money, if you fear that banks aren't solvent or secure, you will go and withdraw your money. And if more than 10% of depositors do that, there's probably no money left in the bank to pay the depositors. Now, the fractional reserve banking system, in some ways, it's a genius lever because it allows banks to create leverage. In many ways, by the way, it is terrible because it puts your money at risk. And um, back in the day, when you put your money in the bank, you would expect all of your money to be held in the bank as a deposit. And now the banks can lend out 90% um, of their cash deposits. So I believe we could be on the precipice of a, a precipice of a global banking collapse or a global banking crisis. Now, many of you are saying in the comments, um, you know probably about it, it's absolutely happening. Um, now, look, we just had Silicon Valley Bank um, and New York Signature Bank go under. Two, you know, reasonably big banks and the US central bank stepped in. You know, when governments and central banks step in, you know, make out that they're the white knights saving the banks. Well, it's taxpayers money that funds it. So you're basically here's, a, here's the banking system in a nutshell. And by the way, I've been saying this for years, so I hope you're listening to this. Um, they make you believe that they are safe and secure. They make you believe that you can get a good return on your money. You can save for your future and you give them most, if not all of your money. And then, OK, they say they insure it, but do they really? They can lend and invest it out by a factor of 10. They can make money on your money while you lose money on your money because of inflation. And then when they fail and they get bailed, you have to pay to bail them out to protect your own money because the taxpayers bail out the banks. Now, what if a couple of banks were left to go under, you know, and all the shareholders and, the, you know, the rich bankers all lost their money? Now, yeah, the problem with this would be that... For years, people have been asking me where I buy my watches. Many of you may know I'm a watch collector, I'm a watch investor, and those as an asset class have done me very well in the last 15 years. I have never shared where I source my watches from or my watch dealer until now. My watch dealer used to be a professional footballer for Manchester United, 
and he formed a watch brand called Broadwalk. And he sources the higher-end brands like Rolex, Audemars Piguet, Patek Philippe and Richard Mille. I trust him. I've used him for many years. And recently we've done a partnership. Hence, I'm inviting you, if you want to start investing in watches and protect your money from the banks and inflation, to check out Broadwalk. That's B-R-O-A-D-W-A-L-K. And the website is broadwalkgroup.com. The email is sales at broadwalkgroup.com. And please don't share this, but his number is 07496-878153. Obviously, only message him if you're serious about buying and investing in the higher-end watches. People have been asking me for years, and for the first time ever, you can get access to my watch team. Some depositors would lose their money. So I have been saying this for years. Rob Hodgson has been saying this for months. We are possibly... Um, at the start of a global banking collapse. So I've been saying this for years. So hopefully here's what you've done. Here's some uh, tactics for you. Number one is diversify your money. Not just don't leave it all in one bank. Don't leave it all in one asset class. Now, you might love Bitcoin. You might hate Bitcoin. You might love gold. You might love other physical assets. You might love real estate. You might have a business that you could um, invest in growing. But whatever you do, do not leave all your money in one bank or even in one sector or even in one asset class. Um, actually, someone who's a, a Bitcoin evangelist asked me this morning, uh, you know, what are my b- blind spots? And mostly Bitcoin evangelist blind spots are Bitcoin has no downsides. Every asset class has a downside and an upside. And therefore, when you're diversified, you protect all the downsides. Now, some people say to me, yeah, but Robert, we need banks. You know, I've got to pay my direct debits. I've got to pay my bills. I'm not saying don't use banks ever. They're convenient. They're fast. We need them. You know, we can use them for borrowing. Maybe use them, play them at their own game. But spread your money to spread your risk. And if any one major bank goes under, then you're not going to lose all your money. Now, you hope, fingers crossed, that your money is going to be protected and insured like they say. I was actually talking to my business partner about this. He says, um, you know, the whole point of the banks is that they're safe and secure. Uh, And because they're safe and secure and probably the lowest risk, that's why you get the lowest return. Uh, And um, if now we're saying the banks are a risk, Well, then we would want to offset it with a higher return, except we're not getting a higher return. We're getting a low return, but a higher risk. And like the two things you don't want to pair together are high risk, low return. If you have high risk, you want a high reward. So diversify your money. Don't put it in one bank. Don't put it in one asset class. Protect it from the governments, the systems. And um, build multiple asset classes and generate multiple income streams from multiple asset classes. Now, a lot of people have got money in savings because they don't know what to do with it, or they think it's an investment. But even if you're getting 4% in the bank with inflation at 10% plus, you are losing 6% a year. So what you want, I'm not the sort of person that says, you know, should have no money in the bank. I mean, how do you live? But really, the, the, the only point in saving is to build a pot to invest to then invest. So a lot of people think that saving is for a nest egg for the future. No, savings go down um, because right now inflation is more than interest. And, and that's been that, like that for a decade or more. So if you leave your money in the bank, it's, it's actually going down in value. So what you want to do is the point of saving is good um, discipline. 
to not spend it, to not waste it. But as soon as it gets an amount where you can invest it, £300 in an Amiga moon swatch, um, or a deposit for a property, or some gold, or to start a business, or um, you know maybe a managed, well-diversified fund in the S&P 500 or the FTSE 100, or maximising your ISA, as soon as you've got enough money to invest it, you must then invest it. Because then you're getting higher return. Um, ironically, you've now got asset classes that are higher return and lower risk than the bank. And, and that should never be the, the case. I wonder if you wouldn't mind sharing this because I think the more people we can help be aware of this. Look, you might just actually decide to keep your money in the bank, but spread it across three of them. Or you might decide to take, um, keep a month of savings, but anything else above that, you invest in other assets. If you do that, then, you know, you're better prepared and um, you're less at risk. So, you know, if you could share this and, and help your friends and family and people on social media, just get a bit of extra knowledge. Um, you know, that would be nice. I often... Um, I don't ask for a lot from you, but I wonder if you wouldn't mind hitting the share button and let me know what you think about the global banking collapse and what it means. And are we going to be in a recession, a depression? Is the global banking collapse here and now? Let me know what you think. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.